photography, or digital artist? Which one are you? We're going to explore this tense question today and hopefully ease a few minds in the process. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Free Will Photos Podcast with Chris Scott, where I help new photographers overcome photography equipment, editing applications, and creative blocks so you can go further in your photography journey. Tune in every Monday and Friday for the most recent show. If you want to get in contact with me and ask a very specific question, send me an email at freewillphotos at gmail.com. Now let's get into today's episode. Since I got into photography in 2012, I heard many people talking about photography versus digital art. I didn't really have an opinion back then, but over the years of learning and crafting my skills, I think now I'm ready to throw my two cents into the arena and kind of duke it out. Now, if this is a topic that really gets you upset, please understand I'm not attacking anyone's creative process because I think that this is just a big game of semantics. But just as some people like to refer to a house as a home, I think we will see people referring to photography as digital art and digital art as photography. I don't think anyone is incorrect in their statements of either one, just a difference of creative lens. So join me in unpacking this tension-filled topic today. I'd like to begin with the art of photography. See, when the first images were taken, this photography was nothing more than a scientific way of capturing a subject in the lighting condition it was under. The true art was understanding how to use the early machines and how to expose the image without destroying it, which kind of holds true today. Understanding exposure has always been the challenge of the photographer or the person operating a camera, which is known as a photographer. We often hear about rules to making an aesthetically pleasing photo, but let's just kind of dismiss that for a second and talk solely to the art of capturing an image. Because these rules, they lead us to believe that by following them makes us a great patron or a Patreon or a user of the photography system in the community. Uh, I believe the true art of photography is capturing a subject using lighting that provides a unique view of that subject. Because of this, we often think of great landscape photos where the sun is just coming over the horizon or it's starting to set and you have this beautiful directional light that casts shadows in a very soft way and it's just gorgeous. Portraits that have soft or diffuse light is considered to be more accepting uh, versus a harsh or hard or a directional light. Again, we're talking about light here and how it interacts with the subject and how to expose for that light. This is the science of photography. Now, since photography means to draw with light, if you didn't know that, that's exactly what uh, photography means. You can look it up. There's a link in the show notes that goes to the birth of photography, and you can read that article. It's pretty interesting. Now, since it means to draw with light, the real art form is learning how to manipulate the light as it interacts with our subject. Uh, During a landscape image, you can only control light in the camera 
right? You can change your ISO, you can change your shutter speed, you can change your aperture. These are ways of manipulating how the light is coming through the lens. Even the lens itself, depending on if you put ND filters or, you know, just all kinds of stuff in front of the lens, you can manipulate the light in that way. Uh, but, you know, you, you can't really manipulate the light around each one of the uh, over the entire subject. Now, in a portrait or something that's relatively smaller compared to a landscape, you can probably put a filter, uh, diffuse the light that is hitting the subject because you can make that light source either larger or smaller. In in some cases, you can narrow how much light is hitting the subject, things of that sort. You're manipulating the light. And that is an art form. Uh, you can see it better with continuous light unless you're using a strobe with modeling lights and things of that sort. I would argue that this is where the art of photography ends. Once you've manipulated the light as it interacts with the subject and you've captured your image, your photographic artistic approach is over. The resulting image in your artistic creation and anything done to the image from this point forward is post-production Art. The resulting image is your artistic creation, and anything done to the image from this point forward is post-production art or manipulation. This brings me to my second point, manipulation of the image you just captured. Before I start to talk about this, please understand I have no issues with manipulating a photo except when you try to pass it off as being an accurate account of the subject at the time that you photographed it. That is intentional, misleading, and flat out lying. As soon as we pull a slider or add a preset to an image, we are altering the light as it was originally captured. This is manipulation, which in turn can be misleading. And hint, I said the word misleading, all right? Now, not all manipulation is misleading, such as cropping, sharpening, you know, because these are post-production techniques that help the viewer understand what the heck they're looking at. By this logic and argument, you can also include minor exposure corrections are fair game, but all of the corrections should be cited so the viewer is informed. So if you're making corrections to your image, be it a sharpening or a cropping, you should let the viewer know if if possible, right? Uh, whenever you most, I think the biggest issue is in photojournalism. If you send an image to an editor, they typically ask for the raw file. So that way they can look at the raw and they also look at the JPEG or TIFF or PNG that you send them. And inside of that image, they can tell the difference if you cropped or sharpened or did anything that would be untrue to the viewer and they'll make appropriate uh, comments should you have made you know some sort of adjustment that is outside of the standing of that publishing firm or whatever, all right? Now, any further manipulation than what I just discussed is an alteration of the original light uh, painting or painting of light and in my opinion is considered to be art. This is where you start to make the transition from photography into being an artist. Now I call this art because some people are still using film and developing 
in a dark room, which, by the way, is really cool. I used a dark room back in high school during print class and stuff like that. But uh, there are people who are manipulating their images in a dark room, uh, which is why I'm not solely saying digital art. Okay. But even in the dark room, there are some creative decisions that are being made that can change color accuracy, which is a completely subjective topic all on its own. And everyone has, you know, their Canon color science, Nikon color science, Fuji film, uh, and all of these, you know, Kodak, uh, did or Kodak analog film, all kinds of, yeah, I'm not going to get into that, but these decisions are what make a person's work unique. And that makes it exciting for everyone that wants to follow and support their work, which you become an artist. Now, in the conversation of when is photography considered digital art or just art in general, uh, modest manipulation is usually not the culprit, right? The things that I talked about before where you're cropping or you're sharpening, uh, because sometimes you need to sharpen your image for your viewer to see what it is that you're doing, or you need to be able to crop in so you can like really hone in the viewer's uh, vision on what it is that your subject is uh, and give it to them in a compelling way, right? That is an art form. That is the art form of photography. I completely understand if someone wants to argue they had to sharpen the image because they cropped in and certain aspects of the image just weren't as sharp, but they're not trying to mislead anyone. They're just trying to make sure that it's clear. You know, it's no different than a person who's blind and you give them glasses. They can't see what they can't see. So I understand that. Uh, and I think that you can overdo sharpening, but typically... <laughs> anyone who overdoes sharpening, it is very obvious that you over sharpen an image, which then it is, you know, it can be considered uh, a photograph, but not a very good one. And I don't think we're here to discuss if over sharpening an image turns it into an artistic piece. I guess it could, but typically that's not the culprit, right? Removal of distracting objects, dodging and burning, uh, be it global or local, and adding vignettes are usually safe as well, uh, as long as the edits are subtle, right? We don't want edits that are uh, over the top. And I know that that's a very <laughs> liberal and subjective term, over the top, right? That's not very descriptive. You can't uh, quantify that. Um, but I think there's this unspoken threshold of realism versus surrealism. Um, and when we start to venture closer towards the surrealism, that's when artistic manipulation becomes a thing, right? And that's what I call post-artistic manipulation. This is when we start to go beyond that threshold of this is what a real photo would have looked like if you were standing there at the time that I snapped the button uh, or snapped the shutter and I captured the light as it was interacting with the subject. My original light drawing would have looked like this. That is 
photography, when you take it beyond this is what my original light capturing or my light drawing uh, look like, now you're getting into post-artistic manipulation. And this is just enhancing uh, your edit or the enhanced editing of a photo that takes you from the reality of the original photograph. All right. There's nothing complicated about this and there's nothing wrong with this. All right. I love to do this to my images uh, because I believe that I am an artist. And I think that many of you listening in, you are artists, right? So obvious examples of post artistic manipulation would be taking an image shot in the day and transforming it to look as if it were photographed at night. Some of the more subtle approaches would be exaggerated color or tone manipulation, which is just more like a stylistic approach to how you would perceive colors to be rendered uh, in a mostly natural way. But maybe they you take your yellows and push them more towards a golden uh, color. So uh, instead of it being yellow, if you're taking a picture of a tree during fall and the leaves are yellow, but you want it to be more warm. So maybe you move your white balance to be a little bit warmer. You change your tint to be a little bit more magenta. And then you go into your H HSLs and you start moving your yellow uh, fader to be more saturated and you bring your uh, luminance value up or down. You see how that becomes an artistic approach. So this is what I'm talking about. It's it's subtle, you know, it's, hopefully it's subtle, <laughs> uh, but it's still an artistic approach. Now, this is where some people get upset because they want to be known as a photographer, but they produce artistic manipulations of their original photo. The argument in many of these cases is that they are not being untruthful in shape, size, or relative perspective of the subject. So that means it is a photograph. And yes, it is a photograph originally, but you are presenting the world and whoever the viewer is with a manipulated version of that photograph, which means and you used artistic uh, decision making to get to the end result, which makes you an artistic manipulator, which there's nothing wrong with that. All right. You're an artist. So I personally disagree, as you can clearly understand why I would disagree with that based off of what I just said. Uh, but in fact, being seen as an artist gives you the license to sell your work as such, right? We don't want to be caught in the scientific battlefield of uh, photography versus art. We want to be artists. I think that everyone listening in, if you have a creative uh, flow or inspiration, you want to be seen as an artist because you're going through a decision making process of how do I want this vision to be portrayed in this space, be it Photoshop, uh, Affinity Photo, Lightroom on one photo raw. If you're using Snapseed on a mobile device, there's just all kinds of opportunities for you to articulate your artistic vision. 
So don't be afraid of saying that you are an artist. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, now, the artist community, they like to say, no, you used a camera, so you cheated. But um, I'll make an episode that talks about that argument and how I can completely debunk the fact that photography is absolutely, or at least what I'm talking about right now, the post-artistic manipulation, you become an artist by default, all right? Uh, but post-artistic manipulation is the place where digital photos come to life. Now, we get to take a well-composed and exposed image and turn it into something else. This is exciting and many times for the creative in question fun. Now, the truth is consumerism has demanded we produce art, but they call it photography. You see, the problem isn't the photographers or the artists. It's really the consumers of our art, right? They want us to produce art for them. You know, the mom says, oh, look, I just had a baby. Take newborn pictures and make it all nice and pretty. Well, if you <laughs> if, if she says, take a photo of my child, you snap a picture, you hand it to her, say, all right, that'll be dot, 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 whatever your price point is, right? That's technically correct. But what she wants is for you to make it airy and like just beautiful and dreamy. Well, that is manipulation, which then you are turning a photo into a work of art. And that's what she really wants to pay for. And I would argue that that's what a lot of people uh, are willing to pay for is the art that you're producing, not the photograph or the light drawing that comes out of your camera. This is why most photographers, uh, they don't feel comfortable showing raw images because it's not their artistic style. It's not their artistic approach. All right. Uh, now, this mistaken identity has misled many people that are truly digital artists, all because consumers don't know the difference between a photographer and a digital artist. Now, I don't think that consumers do it intentionally. Just as a person who calls a house a home, cultural differences could drive those to mean different things. Case in point, in one culture or a person's upbringing, a house could mean just a place where you sleep and a home is a place where you decorate and really turn it into a space you're proud of. You want to show it off. Where in another culture or a person's upbringing, both of those words can mean the exact same thing. Now, my wife and I, you know, I grew up in a house, uh, which to me, I was on the latter side of this definition. A house is also a home. But my wife, she grew up in a culture where a house was just this thing that you lived in, but a home was a place that you were excited to go to because it was your space and you decorated it. Uh, and we recently turned our current house into a home by her definition. Now, neither one of us are incorrect. Uh, you know, uh, a house to me is a shelter, but for my wife, 
her perceived reality of that is completely different. And they're, they're interchangeable. Uh, just as photographers and digital artists are two different cultures, right? We have to see it as two different cultures because a, a digital artist creates something inspired after they've already gotten their original image. Whereas a photographer is looking at the subject and manipulating the light and capturing and then saying, okay, no, I need to change the light. That is photography, painting with the light or drawing with the light, getting the subject to interact with the light or getting the light to interact with the subject. There's so many different ways of looking at that aspect. But once you hit the shutter button and you produce an image, and I would even argue that if you produce an image on a JPEG inside the camera, that that would still be considered photography. Even though the camera itself is making some decisions, I would consider that to be photography because you're not making the decision other than I enjoy the way that Nikon renders the color versus Canon or Fuji versus Nikon or Canon versus Olympus, whatever. Um, that's not your decision. That's just a decision that you agreed on that the camera was able to produce. Now, consumers, they can't tell the difference between a photographer and a digital artist because they genuinely just don't know. So consumers, uh, they ask for the thing that they heard of most commonly, which is a photographer. This brings me to my closing thoughts on the argument. Photographers and digital artists do exist, and many digital artists have a mistaken identity due to a common misunderstanding of the consumer world as a whole. This argument is purely subjective and is a true case of semantics, but it should be something that is less of an argument in the digital world because the truth is, even on full manual and shooting in RAW, uh, we're selecting a color profile that fits our vision of the subject. Because of this, you're already taking an artistic approach. And once you upload it to your raw editor of choice, you go even further into creating your artistic vision of that subject. You just happen to use a camera which produced the light drawing for you to start your artistic vision. I hope this episode helped to clear up the tension-filled waters and inspired many of you out there to be the artists that you are. Until the next time, stay inspired and keep creating. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As mentioned at the top of the show, if you would like to ask a very specific question, send an email to freewillphotos at gmail.com or you can leave a message on the freewillphotos anchor.fm page. Both links are listed in the show notes. I'm always looking for guests to be part of the show. So if you would like to join me in discussing any topic related to photography, send me an email. As always, I want you to stay inspired and keep creating.